0: Welcome to Steadfast Hope. I'm Stephen Lawson, president of One Passion Ministries. And four times a week, I teach through a portion of scripture to encourage you in your Christian walk. Join me now for this brief devotion in God's word. Well, good morning, Steve Lawson here from Dallas, Texas, uh, from Herb's house, I've got Ken Steinbeck with me. And this is Steadfast Hope. And during these unusual days in which we are living, in which we are confined to to houses, um, we thought it would be a, a special time to be able to bring you a daily devotion, just a nugget from God's Word, something that you can chew on through the day, something that's like a hook for you to hang your thoughts on today that will really strengthen your heart and your soul. So what we're looking at is Psalm 23, which is a great psalm. And in Psalm 23, yesterday, we looked at the first verse, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I want to look at verse 2 with you this morning. There's some great truth in verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. As we come to verse 2, David begins to explain the needs that God is meeting in our lives. And as we look at verse 2, Hebrew poetry is written with what we call parallelism. There's an A line and a B line, and the A line is the truth that God is feeding us, and the second line is He is leading us. So, this is what a shepherd does, Kent. He leads and he feeds. And so, if I had to put a title on this devotion, it would just simply be feeding and leading. That's what God is doing in your life right now if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. So, let's look at the first. Uh, God feeds us. So, it says He makes us lie down in green pastures. Uh, God is actively making us, causing us to lie down in green pastures. Um, He's making us lie down. In other words, to stop and to settle down and to rest in green pastures. And the green pastures here is the place where the sheep would graze and and would feed and would be nourished. And in this context, I, I really think that he's talking about our feeding upon the Word of God. It's the Word of God that nourishes our soul, right? It's food for us that gives us strength and satisfaction, and the Lord is actively causing us to feed on His Word. So, I think we would ask the question, so how is God doing this in my life? And there is an internal force, and there is an external force. So, think about how God is doing this in your life right now causing you to lie down in green pastures. Internally, God, by His Spirit, is creating a hunger in your heart for His Word. If you're a true believer, if you're one of His sheep, then God right now is at work in your life, both to will and to work for His good pleasure, Philippians 2.13, actively creating an appetite within you for the Word of God. Uh, He's weaning you off of the world, and He is causing you to lie down in His Word. And the more you eat of His Word, the more you want of His Word. Uh, These green pastures, please note it's in the plural, not just a green pasture, but a multitude, a vast field of green pastures, more than any sheep, would ever be able to, to eat. And that's the way the Word of God is. It is such an abundant supply to address every issue in our life and to meet every need. Uh, I love what Charles Haddon Spurgeon says here um, from Treasury of David, that these green pastures representing God's Word are always fresh, always rich, and never exhausted. So, Internally, He's creating this hunger, this appetite for the Word, and surely you recognize that in in your life. But there's also the external force that God is bringing to bear upon our soul, and that is times of trials and tribulation and um, uh, troubles, because that just brings our life to a standstill, and it brings us to our knees. And it causes us to lie down <laughs> and look up and to lie down in green pastures and come to a place uh, of desperation, really, where we have to have the promises of God. We, we have to have the truth of God uh, to bear us up. And so, right now, we find ourselves in, in a time just like this in our lives. We wouldn't even be doing this broadcast if it wasn't for the coronavirus Uh, outbreak, and you wouldn't even be watching right now and giving thought to more spiritual truth in your life, except we find ourselves in this extraordinary storm of life. And God uses times just like this to cause us to lie down in green pastures and to find nourishment for our souls in His Word. So, what is God doing in your life and in my life and Kent in your life, right now, He is feeding us. He is feeding us His Word, and that is where we are finding true satisfaction. In fact, if all you do is stare at the television all day and watch the news on cable, you're going to be panicked. You're going to be fearful. You're going to be overreacting. You would think the end of the world has come. It has not come. The end of the world will not come until Jesus Christ comes back, all right? the world will still be here until Jesus Christ comes back. So, we're not at the end of the world. You need to be looking into the Word of God, and you need to be lying down in green pastures and finding what your soul really needs, which is the truth of heaven. But there's a second line to verse 2. We noted God is feeding us but second, he's leading us. That's what a shepherd does. He feeds and he leads. And so the second line says, he leads me beside still waters. Several things I want to bring to your attention here, and I think this would be an encouragement to you. God is always leading you. You do not need to pray, God, lead me. You need to pray, will you follow? Every moment of every day, God is leading you. Uh, leading you into personal holiness, leading you into Christ-likeness, leading you into experiencing the fullness of His blessing. The real issue is, are we going to follow the Lord's leadership? Um, In Romans 8 verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. If you're a son of God, you are being led by God actively, moment by moment in your life. So, He leads me. I also want to bring to your attention, He doesn't drive us. We're not cattle. Uh, ranchers drive their, their, their steers. Uh, a shepherd leads. He's out in front. And so, He's leading us by example, and He is leading us by His Word, by His instruction. So, it says here, he leads me beside still waters. There would be places as creeks and streams would flow, where there would be rocks that would cause the water to, to back up and to be still and, and to be placid. And that's where the shepherd would lead his flock, uh, not to where it's, uh, there are rapids Uh, because the sheep are fearful there, but to places where it is still, uh, where it's peaceful, and where it's calm. And that's where God is leading us, this says, beside still waters. And what the picture here is, is that He is leading us to those places where there is peace within our soul, where there is an inner calm Outside, it may be raging. Inside of our hearts, there is a God-given peace that only God can give. I think of John 14 and verse 27, which I can quote, but I'm going to turn to it uh, just to make sure I quote it correctly. John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. That's where the Lord is leading you uh, to places where His supernatural peace floods your heart and your soul, beside still waters where it's quiet and calm, at least on the inside. I think of Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. This says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that great? The Lord is continually leading us beside still waters to those places where His inter-stillness uh, and calmness um, gives us peace. And again, on the outside, our circumstances may be raging storms, but on the inside, it is the peace that surpasses all comprehension. That, that's what you and I need. And I want you to know it is real. As we follow the leadership of the Lord and as we uh, nourish our soul on His Word. So, as I bring this devotion to a close, I, I have two questions that I want to ask you. Number one, are you feeding? Are you feeding your soul on the Word of God? Are, are you in the Word more than you are in cable television? Are you in the Word more than you're listening to the cacophony of voices here in this world? And as you're in the Word, this is what you're going to find. Psalm 119, verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste. Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. As you're in the Word of God, you will find the sweetness that comes only from God Himself. So, are you in these days taking advantage of this parenthesis in time to be especially feeding on his word? The second question that I have for you is, are you following? He's leading. Are you following? Are you feeding and are you following? Those are the two questions. Do you know that the number one command that Jesus gave when you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are these two words, follow me. That was the most repeated uh, imperative that Jesus gave. He said to Matthew, follow me, Matthew nine nine. He said to Philip, follow me, John 1.43. He said to Peter, follow me, John 21.19. He said to his disciples, follow me, Matthew 16.24. And I could go to many other cross-references as well in the in the four gospels. So that's what um, I'm asking you this morning. Are you following the Lord Jesus Christ? Is He your good shepherd? Is He your chief shepherd? Well, He will always lead you beside still waters, and He will always lead you into the green pastures, and there you will find uh, an abundance of nourishment in His Word that will sustain you, through these trying and difficult days. So Kent, let's talk about some application. Well, we have a lot of questions. We have a lot of questions.
1: But the questions are mainly, are a lot of them are, are you coming to this conference? Is this conference <laughs> still going to be held? They look forward to meeting you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Well,
0: thank you. I, once our life, lives get back to, to order, uh, I look forward to coming to whatever conference uh, God and His wonderful providence will allow me to go to. But right now, you know, I'm really thankful for this time, Kent, and I know it affects different people in different ways. We were talking about that before we came on. Some people are just panicked out of their minds, and other people are taking advantage of this. For me, it's been a sweet rest uh, to be in the Word and to to catch up on some projects of writing books. So, Anyway, go ahead, Kent. What other questions have you got?
1: Well, here's um, here, here's one. Um, there is such comfort to us believers in this time. Uh, we can be at peace. I'm surrounded by those uh, who this comfort does not belong to. Yeah. I manage so many who are so anxious. Yeah. What can I say to these people to be a vessel of common grace? But not lie about a comfort that is not theirs, especially <laughs> in corporate settings yeah. uh, that the Lord has placed me in.
0: Man, that is a great question. How <laughs> <much time laughs> <do we have? laughs> no, I'll do this real quick. Um, every situation is unique, so there's not a one-size-fits-all answer to this because every corporate setting is unique, and every office is unique, and every unbeliever uh, is unique. You, you need to pray for wisdom that God will give you the discernment to know what to say and how to say it in that situation. I'll just say this, you can only speak the truth, and you cannot promise comfort to people who don't know the Lord until they know the Lord. Yeah. And so you need to point them to the Lord at this time, and you can speak the truth in love, and you can give gentle, uh, a gentle witness that's appropriate to the setting. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is there is no peace um, in the heart until there's first peace with God, and the only way to have peace with God is through justification by faith alone. Uh, Romans five one. If I could just quote that very quickly. Therefore, uh, having uh, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is no peace of God until there is peace with God. And so use your witness to point people to Christ.
1: This is another great question. We're a believer. We know Christ. We know we should have this peace. And the question is, how do you get your feelings under control? (laughs) Because there are people that... You know, as we said, everybody's wired different. Everybody's made different.
0: Yeah, and some of it's not a matter of spirituality. Some of it's a matter of personality. Mm-hmm. Some of it's just your natural temperament. Um, I mean, some people we've talked about this, like our friend John MacArthur. He's just kind of a straight line as he goes through life, not up, not down. Can't you and I are kind of roller coasters? We're kind of up and down and and all around. And the truth is, that's why we need the Holy Spirit, who it's a fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Galatians 5.22, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Only the Holy Spirit can give us this supernatural peace. We, we can't just pump it up and psych ourselves into this. Um, it's, it's a fruit uh, that the Spirit gives. And so, therefore, we must be walking according to the Spirit and letting the Word of Christ richly dwell within us. Colossians 3:16. So uh, the Holy Spirit has to get control of of your emotions.
1: And so the more time we spend as you said in the word. Yeah.
0: There's a cause and effect. There's
1: a cause and effect.
0: Yeah, okay. absolutely. So go down deeper.
1: Yeah. Spend more time and go uh, spend deeper. Spend
0: more time and go down deeper. Okay. In the word. Okay,
1: how about one more? Let's see. Yeah, absolutely. Take, take one more question here. Uh-huh. Um, one, one question is, can you expand a little more uh, about the end time perspective? You mentioned that coming <laughs> on. I knew that was coming. Yeah.
0: Well, um, you know, I'm not on the scheduling committee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on the reception committee. <laughs> so I have no idea when the Lord's coming back. And such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man shall return. So if you ever hear some preacher say he knows when the Lord's coming back, you can just write him off as a religious nut. He doesn't know when the Lord is coming back. He'll come like a thief in the night. The thief doesn't send a message ahead, I'm coming at 1201. Um, So I I have no idea, uh, really, and I I don't want to be a sensationalist. However, I, I think we should live every moment of every day in a state of readiness, For the return of Christ. Because the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the trumpet of God and the voice of the archangel. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. 1 Thessalonians 4.16. So we should be dressed in readiness. And in James 5 it says the judge is standing right at the door. And the idea the judge has gotten up off of his throne... And he's come to the door. His hand is on the knob or ready to push it open. And he's ready to descend from heaven. So we should live with that sense of anticipation, even longing. for Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. So we should be living like that. Martin Luther said, I only have two dates on my calendar. Today and that day. Wow. And so... One of these days, today is going to be that day. Wow. And so you and I need to be ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the world's not going to come to an end until he comes back, okay? So just know that he's got the whole world in the palm of his hand. And he's causing all things to work together for his glory and for our good. he has a master plan that he's working so, Kent, has been a great time yeah. today. Save some for tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be here tomorrow. If you want to be reading ahead, we'll be in Psalm 23, verse 3. It restores our soul. That's going to be great. So, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, as we continue to have a steadfast hope in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Steadfast Hope. If this was helpful to your Christian walk, please leave us a review wherever you listen to this show, and if you want to connect on social media, I can be found at Dr. Stephen J. Lawson or at One Passion Ministries. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join me again for the next episode of Steadfast Hope.